Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 23, my little lovers, Kate and Catherine, back here for you on the New Truth Podcast. And every time I keep thinking about our epic introduction, where you're, we're going to teach you how to live happily ever, ever after. after. <laughs> right? No. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) We are certainly excited, per usual, to talk about today's episode. And we just have to first start off with thank you all so much for subscribing, for your ratings and reviews, for sharing with your friends. It brings us so much joy and it helps us so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. What an epic interview with Lola Pickett it was last week. We hope that you listened to that one. We hope you're listening to all of the episodes. And for this one, we thought it was time to really take on the number one mindset shift that you must make in order to experience extraordinary love, since this is the Modern Woman's Guide to Extraordinary Love podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And we've been seeding this through all of the episodes. And yes, it relates to shifting out of the old paradigm to the new paradigm. But it's time to take this on because Kate and I spend all day long listening to women beat themselves up about past relationships, women who have been divorced and are carrying around this big bucket of shame. And in order to experience extraordinary love, you must believe that there are no successes and failures in love. just breathe this in because the old paradigm that sets us up to say that there is only one freaking way to do life one freaking way to do relationship and then that fuels the shame and the self-hatred and the self-blame around relationships so then our hearts close and then we wonder why we struggle so much in love. And I'm sure, Kate, that this is true for you. One of the first things that I work with clients is all the shit they're carrying from past relationships. Like, that's it. All the shame, beating themselves up. And especially with divorce, I hate that there's even a freaking word around it, right? Um, But so long as you think there's success or failure, then you're in all or nothing thinking, and then you miss the magic and the learning and the gifts of all of your lovers. Like, I think this is what you've done so beautifully when you talk about all of your exes because you weren't, you know, banging your head against the wall like me <laughs> and then having so much shit. But 
you really, I've watched you and listened to you just keep holding the gems of each partner you've had and you've let that contribute to your own evolution. Do you want to say more about that? Yeah. I just think like, you know, in the old paradigm, it's a relationship is only a success if it, if you make it till you're 95 or till you die. Right. It's, it's, that's the only mark of success. And I, I shared this on another episode, but even watching how my parents reacted when my when I told them my girlfriend was going, um, my girlfriend was breaking up with um, a t- her 10-year partner who they love. And my parents' response was like, oh, they'll probably get back together. Maybe mm. they just need to grow. And like I could see their discomfort in a, a great couple ending, choosing to end a relationship. And, you know, we talked, we talked about Vishen Lakhani and his wife and how they came out and ended their 19 year, I'm pretty sure it was 19 year marriage yeah. and they have children and they had a beautiful marriage and, and how they came out and announced to the world, we love each other very much. We've done so much work. We've grown so much. And there's this one part of our relationship where neither of us are feeling deeply, you know, fulfilled within ourselves and we're both ready to experience that part of ourselves and it, we haven't been able to do it together. And so we bless each other and set each other free. Obviously I'm making this up. Um, I read it like two years ago, so I don't know what, I don't know exactly what he said, but it was so paradigm shifting um, because they were celebrating the success of their marriage as opposed to what most people do is like, okay, it's over. And also a lot of people uncouple very unconsciously. So there's so much pain and anger and blame at the end of a relationship. And then you don't get to properly heal and close that, um, that union. And, you know, whether, I mean, even I think of women I've, women I've married. Whoa. (laughs) I think (laughs) Freudian slip, is that coming? (laughs) Freudian slip. Um, women that I've worked with who have uncoupled from even like, I think of a woman who I supported who was uncoupling from a narcissistic relationship and our partner. And even Mm -hmm. that relationship, there's still, it was still a union and there's still beauty in that relationship, even though there was a really toxic Mm -hmm. dynamic also occurring. I mean, they, they, they created three beautiful children. So Mm -hmm. like, there's so much to celebrate and there's so much, um, especially when you're awake in your relationship and conscious and there's just so much love and beauty. And and I really believe that love never dies. It's just our perception of it that dies. And so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I certainly don't hold in high reverence every single relationship I've ever had. Um, but I can, if I were to put some attention onto each one, I think of the guy I moved to Australia for, didn't, you know, wasn't really a, it was a romantic, epic love story until I got there. And then it turned (laughs) really, really sideways. And yet he brought me to Australia. So like he was the catalyst that got me to live in Sydney for two years and had the most amazing um, friends that I made there. And I had another beautiful relationship while I was there. And, and, you know, I got to have that experience because he Mm. was the catalyst for that. And, you know, and he's still, when we broke up, he still, you know, my birthday, he came and bought me new bed sheets and we'd been broken up for like five months and he still had Mm. this sense of responsibility for me being there. So even though together as a couple, we had super toxic dynamics and it wasn't a fit, he was quite controlling. I was quite 
like um, not wanting to be controlled, but also very little girl in the relationship. And like the dynamic itself didn't work, but, but he was, but I can still have reverence and love for him as a human. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just think that there's like each relationship is such a blessing and a gift. And, and this idea that we're just supposed to be with one person forever is it just fucks us up from every angle. It's so limiting. It's so mm-hmm. limiting. Like how about even if you even if you meet someone on Tinder and you go on three magical dates and then you never hear from them again. You know how many women stay in agony thinking about all the amazing things and like why didn't he call and maybe I'm not yeah. good enough and 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 letting their saboteur hijack and completely take over rather than being appreciative and grateful. Gratitude is something I'm learning from you. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so grateful, but like really, really leaning into appreciation and gratitude for what that soul brought into your life and what you got to experience within yourself in that interaction, even right. if it was only three dates, that it can still matter and it can still be special, but not special in a pedestal. I need to be with this person. I'm going to think yeah. about them for the next three years kind of way, but pedis, but, but special in the sense that you can bask in appreciation mm. for what you got to experience within yourself. Like it's well, just a whole new way of looking at it. And inside success and failure now, now I'm in life about checkpoints and goals rather than in life in the imperfect human vehicle that I am where I'm designed to grow and thrive and have experiences. And a lot of times in the, well, not a lot of times in the work, what I'm doing in child with childhood with clients, that one of the first things I ask is what was it like for you as a child around being allowed to make mistakes or not? Because really, that's where, and I actually ask, like, what was it like to make mistakes between eight and 10? And what was it like between 11 and 18? Because those are different developmental stages where I'm learning. Am I allowed to be learning? Mm. Right? Am I allowed to be messy and imperfect? Because that's where our magic is. Yeah. But God, but I think there's a whole, and I went through this when I started struggling in my marriage. I actually had to come up against my own shame on, oh, am I allowed? Does this mean that I'm doing something wrong and bad or my relationship is a failure? Right. And I felt like a failure as a relationship coach because I was struggling, which is insane. It is insane. And that's the old paradigm because the old paradigm is not only saying success or failure, all or nothing. It's also saying perfect or not. Yes. And how many women can relate to being freaking perfectionist. And there we are, right? Lola talked about that as one of the most um, damaging things that women do, especially highly sensitive mm-hmm. women. But I, I think all women, whether you're identifying as highly sensitive or not, we live in a culture where we're expected to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And where our life is expected to look perfect and we're expected to look perfect. And what is perfect? Ew, it's like not even a real thing. It's dead. so crazy. Sanitized. Like yeah, dead. It's, it's so <laughs> like, dead soul. This disc, yeah. if you're trying to be perfect, you're disconnected from your the magic of your soul. And I it's interesting you say that. I just, as you were just talking, I, I remember being in the elevator. There's this man on my floor. He's like probably in his fifties, super friendly. Mm. And we were chatting in the elevator and he, 
uh, he asked me what I do for work. And I was like, oh, I have my own business. I'm, I guess you could say I'm a relationship coach, which I'm still trying to figure out like, what do I call myself? Because I'm so not that. I'm a catalyst for women awakening mm-hmm. to the magnitude and power and beauty and radiance and magic of who they are. That's what there I There it is. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> And, um, but I just said, you know, for lack of someone who probably doesn't have any understanding, even around coaching was my guess about him. Um, that was a projection though, but I'd said I'm a relationship coach and I help women, you know, become more, um, empowered and and magnetic so they can attract high quality love. And he said, Oh yeah, are you in a relationship? And I was like, yeah, I am. I almost didn't want to answer him though. Cause it was like, what, what is that? What or I wanted to say, like, why is that question relevant? Because just because I'm not in a relationship doesn't mean I can't be an expert in helping women have a healthy relationship with themselves and with other humans. And that's exactly it. It's, we've said this before, but it's like the matrix, everyone in the matrix has been trained to be promoters and salespeople for the matrix, right? Like mm-hmm. you're a single woman And, you know, people are like, oh, how are you single? You're so beautiful. Like what? As if like it it must be there's something wrong. You're such a catch. How could you be single? Can I set you up with someone? And there's this collective Mm. discomfort with a woman not being in relationship. And you and I were talking about like, what if we were to let go? What if we were to change all the language? What if we were to let go? And maybe we will like, you know, a year from now, we've got a whole new set of words that we teach women to do. That would be really cool. Um, but what if we were to let go of this word single? Cause it, there's so much connotation that's a- attached to that word and so much projection and so much assumption. And, and what if we were to call ourselves, um, I'm a sovereign soul, whether I'm in relationship or not. And right now I'm in relationship. And, you know, a few years ago, I was not in relationship. Like right now, you know, for women who are, who are single, they just say, yeah, right now I'm not in a relationship. I'm not in a romantic relationship with someone except myself. Mm. Um, and like that, that we just abolish those terms altogether. Cause it's, it's just, this is what perpetuates the fairy tale. This is what perpetuates the, the, I mean, I was actually had a beautiful dinner with my mom and dad last night and I was explaining the podcast to them and, and this work on a deeper level and basically just saying like, cause they've been married for 45 years and all their friends have been married for 45 years and they have like a, my parents are adorable and they have, you know, such a beautiful relationship and so do their friends, which is great. Um, and I was just explaining all the women who feel this pressure to get married. And so they rush the decision and they rush and they, they walk blindly. Like, I mean, our, our interview last week with Lola and every single, you know, I I mean, our interview with Amanda, our interview with, um, Amy. Amy. Yeah, exactly. Almost every interview we've done was a woman sharing her story about how she got married because she felt pressure, because she didn't want to let people down, because she thought, oh, I'm almost 30, which, oh my God, that's so young. I'm almost 40 (laughs) and I still feel so young. So that's so young. And, you know, all these women who who walked down the aisle and spent, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to have some, some, you know, beautiful show that was fake. Right. That was like going against this gut 
ache and this heartache and this the truth of their own being. Mm. And again, it's like the problem is not the marriage or the wedding or the or that cho- choosing to get married. It's where's the decision coming from? And these women are making like millions of women. I mean, probably billions of women mm. every year are making the choice to marry someone that their gut is saying, please do not do this. And they're pushing through their own pain and doing it anyways. I spoke to a woman last week who said she got married and cried for the first month. She sat in her closet crying because she knew she'd made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And now she's got divorced 20, I think she said 22 years later or something. It's unbelievable to me what women, what we tolerate. I mean, I shouldn't even say like women, it's what I tolerate, like what my journey has been. And I think it really boils down to this this unbelievable unwillingness as a culture to allow imperfection. Yes. And compassion. We only can really have compassion for ourselves when we're actually willing to be with our own pain. Mm -hmm. And what I loved about Lola's interview was the taking a stand for the sensitive souls that were literally designed to live with an open heart. And you, I mean, we, you and I together, this whole podcast, it's actually about living with an open heart and living as the truth of who you are. And most of all, when I'm walking clients through their path on an opening to extraordinary love, you have to have self-acceptance for your past. Like, yeah. okay, spoiler alert, one of your big blocks to having love. So this, this is the mindset shift you have to make, but I'm sure you're doing this with everybody too. A block to love is not having um, acceptance of your past. Yes. Right? Like if you're beating yourself up and most of the time, and this was me, I mean, my God, even as a love addict, when I was in my codependency and love addicts, behavior. It was like, oh, I'm just damaged goods. I'm never going to find love. And I had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in worthiness, yes. right? You have to throw away success or failure. So if you're listening to this episode right now, take out a piece of paper. Where have you been judging yourself over your past yes. mistakes? Yeah. And, and then how do you fall in love, right? Fall in love with yourself, accept who you are. Remember that we are all a mess. We're all learning. And And that's why workshops are so powerful. You you all of a sudden are in a room full of women, everyone's sharing the story and you're like, it's like the Me Too movement, right? Like everyone shares their story and you're like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Like most of us hide and hold it all inside. And, and I just wanted to say like for the women who did choose to get married and stayed for a long time, even though it didn't feel good in their gut, it's like, you didn't make a mistake either because everything that happened up until this moment was meant to happen. And every, like there, like there is, you know, yes, I've had women reach out and say, God, I wish I heard this podcast 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago. And the reality is you, you, you didn't because it didn't exist and your soul wasn't meant to hear this message until right now. So if you had a 24 year relationship and or a 10 year relationship end, or a five year relationship end, or a three month relationship end, all three of those, days. or three days, <laughs> all of those experiences yeah. were just experiences that are part of your beautiful life story. And you have no idea right. how many epic and, you know, challenging experiences are ahead of you. And that's a part of your, your beautiful story as well. Um, the love story is not this linear, like one relationship thing. The love story has so mm. many layers to it. And there's so many beautiful experiences that you have yet to experience. And yeah. so there is no failure from the path. Like what has, what you have done was exactly what you were meant to do because in the time that you did it and now moving forward, you get to choose to actually really be present and be with 
your experiences. And the more we can let go of the future, you know, have desires and dreams, but like how many couples spend most of their time moving to the next phase, the next phase, the next phase, and they miss what's happening now, right now, because when you're in it and you're actually allowing yourself to bask in it and feel Mm. it, if it's not right for you, you cannot deny that. And if it is right for Mm. you, you'll just bask in it and swim in it and know that like, you don't have to rush it to any other phase because right now is so beautiful and you don't want to miss it. Oh my God. Wait, we have to like slow down because you (laughs) just said something so ridiculously powerful. If we're present, we won't be able to deny if something's not right for us or not. Whoa, that, that everyone has to sit with that because that is it. We, we are able to run from our feelings thinking, because my God, how many people we tell ourselves this story all the time. I'll be happy when, or mm-hmm. so we just need more time. Mm-hmm. And then it's actually, I'm spending more time suffering mm-hmm. and life. So if I'm, I mean, I also think the, the success failure stuff is also how we're chasing worth. Mm-hmm. right? Like I'll be worthy when I have a success in a relationship, which I'm judging based on whether or not we stay together forever or I have an engagement ring. And I'm not worthy if I've been struggling in relationships rather than when I, and I've said this a thousand times, right? The fairy tale keeps women from asking for help, mm. right? Like if you know that you're worthy and deserving and you are deserving of life then you're actually able to be honest about the places where you're struggling and you need help. And then that is what brings you into asking for help and signing up with a coach and attending a workshop. And we were just talking this morning about how you and I have each been on the path 11 years and 15 years. We're still showing up for things. We're still doing our work. We're still looking for the places where we're we're looking inside at the places where we're feeling shame or judgment and afraid and then leaning into love because success and failure in love also contributes to success and failure in personal development. I have so many women who are coming saying, well, I, I should know this. Mm -hmm. I've already done a ton of work on myself and I'm literally going, well, who do you expect yourself to be? Yeah. Right. Other than perfect. Yeah. It turns out success and failure ends up being a whole conversation about the bullshit of perfectionism in our society. And what is the, the secret to extraordinary love is this is who I am. I'm at peace with all of my life decisions. I'm at peace with my past. I'm at peace with my shadows. I'm at peace with my imperfections. And I always say intimacy at the end of the day is about how your imperfections dance. Mm-hmm. in relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you can't accept, right? If you don't accept who the person sitting across the table from you is, then you don't love them. Mm-hmm. Don't say you love them if you're trying to change them. And mm-hmm. all of our judgments are just showing us the limits to our love anyway. And we are all on this journey together. And the new truth is not about a bunch of women who've arrived into their truth. The new truth movement is a bunch of women who are committed to the unfolding of their life, the mystery of their life, the dance of their experiences and seeing how at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. We're all on this path together. We're all figuring out life together. But the idea of a goal, right? A a relationship is not the freaking goal, right? Mm -hmm. The goal is to be alive. 
yeah. to say yes to your life, to have as many magical and beautiful and hard experiences as possible because that's what shapes us. Mm-hmm. That's how we become who we are. That's yeah. why we're loving all of our interviews and stories. And we're and I'm asking, right, the past two with Blair and Lola, I've started with what what are what's the piv- one moment that changed your life? Mm-hmm. But don't we all have? We all have like five trillion moments that have shaped who we are. And I remember, I know for sure, Andrew coming into my life was because I was showing up on dates at peace with my past. Not ashamed, not, ooh, I hope they don't find out how fucked up I am, (laughs) which is really, women are doing that. We're we're inauthentic because we don't love ourselves yet, Mm -hmm. right? We don't choose well in love because we don't like who we are, right? Even before we get to love, we We don't know who we are. Because if you don't know who you are and you're operating from what your life is supposed to look like and what you're supposed to look like and who you're supposed to be, yeah, of course you're operating from that place. Of course you're not liking yourself and loving yourself. When you actually come home to the beauty of your own unique soul, you can't not like yourself. Like you right. get excited. I get excited. Like this morning in our conversation, you reflecting these amazing things about me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me. Cool. I feel more <laughs> and more and more and more excited to get to know what's in there and what, how, how I'm perceived and mm. what the magic of me is. Cause we all have so much magic inside of us. And I have so many things to say from everything amazing that you just said. I was thinking how personal development often it's like, it's driven by perfectionism, right? It's like the ego in charge that's actually driving this need to like get somewhere or arrive somewhere. And there is absolutely nowhere to arrive to. It's the reason my business is called expanded love is because it's about expanding into more of who we are. And then that journey of expansion and contraction and then bigger expansion, you will never stop expanding into the the magnitude of your soul. It's a never ending unfolding, which is what makes it so beautiful. So yeah, celebrate what's to come. Celebrate that we don't know what, what, like our ego saboteur just wants to know what the future is and wants to know we're safe and that we have this job forever and this partner forever and this house forever. And it's like, mm. listen, if you watch yourself in a movie, just doing the same thing with the same person every night forever in the same job, you'd be bored as fuck, right? Yeah. The beauty and excitement of life is that we don't know what's to come. Mm. And when we talk about letting go of the shame of the past, I also want to speak to letting go of exes. Like if you're holding on to a fantasy story that you should be with someone that you're not with right now, it's like what you're, what you're doing is just creating suffering within yourself and Mm -hmm. most likely pedestaling them, having a fantasy story painted onto them. But that actually is going to stop you from opening to love. It's going to keep perpetuating your suffering. And it's, it's, it's rooted in a, a story a fantasy because ultimately if you were meant to be with them, you would, and you might, you, I mean, there could be intuition in there, but let go of trying to make that happen or holding on so tight, get in your own Mm -hmm. vehicle, you know, pay attention to your life and your heart and yourself. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, if this person's meant to come back in your life, they will, but not when you're holding on to the story. And if they're not meant to someone greater will show up for you. So that's Mm -hmm. so important. And then I just wanted to say too, like, if we are present 
and we have a magical life, like raise your standards for your life because when your life is so epic and like, of course, life is also incredibly fucking painful and hard. Like we're obviously experiencing that in 2020 to the max. Like it's really intense and that's part of the journey as well. And that's part of the beauty of the journey as well as we walk ourselves home to the truth of who we are. Um, but when you raise your standards for your life, you're, mm. you're, you'll know, you know, when, and then you get into a relationship, if it doesn't feel good, it will be so obvious because you have the best friends around you and the best, mm. you know, you live in the, your favorite place and you live in the most beautiful part of the country or city or whatever. And you, you know, you have the most amazing experiences and you're on purpose. And like when your life is so freaking good it's going to be so obvious if a part of it is out of alignment. So, so raise your standards Mm. for all of it, for your whole life. Mic drop today, Kate Harrow. I just like, I had like so many notes. <laughs> and well, it's perfect. I mean, there's so much inside with, with this mindset shift. Yeah. Right. Like when we stop basing everything on a relationship as success or failure, yeah. Then all this magic is unfolding, and I like secret number two on a block to love is if you're hanging on to your ex, how could you possibly open your hands to yeah. what's next for you? Right. There's a little Instagram meme. It's a way of staying small <laughs> right. too. It's a way yes. of staying small. Yes. It's a, way, it's a way of being afraid of our power and not saying yes to life. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, the new truth is taking a stand for the unconditional yes to life, to what it means to be a human being on a path. Stop chasing a destination. Your happiness is not found in your next success, according to society's definition of it, right? I think it's a Gabby Bernstein thing and and from The Course in Miracles where she says, I base my success on how much fun I'm having, right? Rather than society's like checklist. And then we wonder why we feel dead inside when we're chasing a checklist. Yes. And we wonder why we feel dead inside when we're basing our self-worth on external circumstance as if someone else can give it to us. And why I wanted to talk about this as a mindset shift is really coming back to the basics of how much choice we have over what we think, Mm -hmm. right? Like you are a sovereign being and your thoughts are influencing how you feel, how you show up in your life. And you have a choice right now to decide to think differently. That's yeah. on you, yeah. right? If you want to think that you're a success or failure in love, mm-hmm. right? or you can decide to join the new truth movement and say, there are no successes or failures in love. And I am a being that is growing and thriving and evolving. And I'm going to make mistakes and that doesn't make me less worthy because I can't actually become any less or more worthy than I am right now. But when we make mistakes, then we actually are building our capacity to learn. And then that's how we grow. We don't grow by needing to always get everything right. No. And it's not possible. And I think I was just thinking of the the women who um who leave, you know, toxic relationships. I'm supporting a few through that right now. And and the the even thinking like, oh, you know. I can't believe I was married to that person for 20 years, like, and regretting it and whatever, and thinking that that's a failure. It's like, 
No, the, the, the success and the win is that you mustered up the courage to walk away and to, 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 to end that relationship that wasn't aligned with who you are. And you stepped into your power and you stood up for yourself and like all of these parts of ourselves that we get to meet, even in having the courage to leave, even in having the courage to leave a good relationship. Like when I left Charlie, that took so much courage when everyone around me was saying, what are you doing? You're almost 30. Like you got to get married soon and have babies. You and Charlie are perfect together. What are you doing? And I had to rise above all of it and Mm -hmm. society and all of my friends that I grew up with who were married with kids and they were already starting that journey. And I had to take a stand for my soul. And there is so much fucking growth in that. Like that is us reclaiming our power and how the fairy tale and the fantasy and the success and failure is us giving away our power. And it's not our fault, but we've been taught to be powerless as women when it comes to relationships and in many areas of life, but especially in relationships. So this is our place where we get to take a stand and we get to take our power back. And your life belongs to you. Yes. Right? And it's between you and your own soul and everyone's life. This is the permission for everyone's life to look different, Mm -hmm. right? There is nothing you're supposed to have figured out, supposed to know, right? Like I said, I have all these women who, I I mean, the women who are coming to me now are people who actually have been doing personal development work, right? They know it. And the women that sign up for you are the women that are at the very top that have already (laughs) invested tons of money and are actually now saying, I want to rest in love. Yes. Right. But you can only rest in love or get to experience love when you're not judging yourself anymore. Yeah. When you're not hanging on to the past, right? Like when, how do little kids learn how to walk? Imagine you fall down once and it's like, oh, you failed. Guess you're never going to walk. And that's what women do with love. Oh, I had one bad relationship that was really hard. I guess I'm not meant to do this. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Right? We grow in our capacity and resiliency, which is everything we've been talking about, through our willingness to make mistakes, through our willingness to look at where we've messed up, Mm -hmm. look at the things we don't know, right? Half of the time when, when I'm working with clients, it's literally no one taught you how to do relationship and this is where you learn how. But more learning how to do relationship is literally learning how to do life well. Yeah. Totally. Learning how to yeah. do life all, well. All of this translates to life. And I was just thinking like make peace with where you are and celebrate yes. where you are. Like even That's if you've been single for seven years or 10 years and, you know, or not single, not in a relationship is like so much of what keeps us stuck and blocks love out and blocks relationships out is our, is our beating ourselves up for where we are and the fighting against where we are versus like, if you were to get into a space of celebrating being single, I think of, you know, when I was single for the three years before I met Jeff, I was in, it was like the best time of my life. I had so much fun. I loved my life. Every aspect of my life was designed to make me feel good and feel expanded and feel lit up. And it was such an amazing time and such an empowering time in my life. And I celebrated it and I honored it and I basked in it and I loved it. And of course, when I'm in that energy, I'm a magnet. At the time, I kept attracting guy after guy after guy. And it was because I didn't want a relationship. I wasn't, I was open to it. I wasn't shut down from it. That's another story, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't repelling it because I was shut down and I wasn't 
repelling it because I was, you know, attached mm. to having one. I was loving the now, the experience of my life right now. And because of that, I was a magnet to love. So, and to, to relationships and, and to opportunities. So be where you are. Mm. Spirituality 101, trust the greater picture, trust life and celebrate where you are and enjoy it. And if you're not happy where you are, make some shifts, but it's, it's like ha- all like notice what's happening inside of you. Cause that's mm-hmm. the root of the majority of our unhappiness. We think like, Oh, I just need to move. Then I'll feel better. I just need to external. It's not external. Yeah. And if you, the external does feel good at first, like, Ooh, I got a haircut. I feel so light. I feel great. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then something mm-hmm. bad happens and, and you don't care about your haircut anymore. Yeah. It's so temporary when it's external. Yes. And if you haven't listened to our episode about the truth about self-love, make sure you go back over Mm -hmm. to that. And this feels like our permission slip for you to practice radical honesty, right? That Lola offered too. It's like take pause, take inventory of where are you rejecting what's what's true, Mm -hmm. right? The acceptance of where you are right now and how your life has been up until this point. And then from there, you get to see how freaking powerful you are because only from there do you get to decide how the rest of it is going to go, meaning how you want to be in it. Not that you're going to make a big list of all the things that have to happen in order for you to be happy, but the choice right now, you get to decide who do I want to be right now? Because yeah. you're actually always deciding. Yeah. And now the new truth movement back to the basics of radical responsibility for your life. That's where your sovereignty lies you have to be unwilling or willing actually to stop blaming anything or anyone for what you're experiencing and if you are not in the new truth movement facebook group like that's the container that's the community of women who are living these practices living these principles joining us in these conversations because i think at the end of the day it's a commitment to this way like commitment to living this way, commitment to continuing to learn. And I'm so grateful for all of the women who are saying yes to this journey. And we love you so much. And if this was helpful and you know someone who needs to hear it, please share this episode. Tell all your friends. I just wanted to- grandma. Tell your grandma. Oh my God. I forgot it says that at the end. I love that. Um, Layla or Lola. So funny. I always call her Layla. It's because Andy's dog's name, Lola. So I have a very hard time calling a human Lola, but it's a very cute name. It's a pretty name. Um, So Lola this morning did a post. Did you read it? It was like, instead of, I think it said, instead of goal setting, um, what if you were to just um, decide how you want to feel today? And instead of what you're going to achieve, instead of focusing on what you're going to achieve today, how about you focus on how you want to feel? And then it was a meme with all these different feeling words. And yeah, it's just like radical responsibility. How are you meeting and greeting yourself every single day? How do you, when you get out of bed and you put your feet on the ground, what is the first thing you do? You know, are you going towards yourself or you're going towards someone else and some story and some Instagram post and whatever. Like this is a choice every single day we get to choose and your life 
is not about success and failure. It is about experience. And you're going to have many, many, many experiences from now mm -hmm. until the time your soul is complete on this planet. And so you may as well choose ones that feel amazing and, you know, start to really experience your experiences and be in your experiences. There is no success and failure. That is a learned construct to keep mm -hmm. us disconnected and separate from the truth of who we are, to keep us judging ourselves, to keep us in fear, and to stop us from really, really being the wildly expressed beings that we're meant to be. It mm. stops us, this idea of success and failure. So we get to choose every single day, and that takes radical commitment and courage and honesty. And thank you for, yeah, being on the path with us. We're having so much fun. We love you. We love this community. And I just feel so grateful to be on this journey with you. You're my favorite. Well, every, everyone listening is my favorite, but Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have something to say, I feel like we'd, we'd love to see more sharing in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, really this practice, you know, I keep thinking about this whole journey of women needing to be seen and heard and have the space to share. And then what happens when everyone around you is nodding saying, I feel that way too. I'm struggling with that too. I'm on this journey too. Because a lot of people, and this is to come, we're going to have an episode on what do you do when you're living the new truth, but other people around you are not, mm. right? And then how, how do you handle that and deal with that? But guess what? There's a group of people living the new truth in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, women who are committed to that. So join us over there on Facebook. If you loved this episode, please share it. And as always, your ratings and reviews and subscribing to the New Truth Podcast makes a difference. So we'll see you next time. Love wow. you. Thank you for listening to the New Truth Podcast. You are a woman first. Throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. And it's all women. Every woman. <laughs> like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma. You can find us on Instagram at The New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. The three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships. Go get it while it's hot. Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode. See you soon. See you soon.